Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's podcast of The Worship Life. I'm Chrissy Hutchings at ChrissyHutchings.com. I want to thank you so much for tuning in this week. Well, you know, it's August, and that means that our kids are going back to school. For some of you, uh, your kids are entering middle or high school. For others of you, you're sending your kids off to college. And some of you, your kids have let you know that they're venturing out on their own, or you've let them know it's time for them to venture out on their own. But whatever category you're in, you know, some of you, it's your second and third kid that you're sending out to these areas. And for some of you, it's your first. So I want to talk to all of you today uh, because this is a really important time in your children's life. And we're going to talk about five things that parents can do for themselves and their kids as they transition into adulthood and We want to let you know that there's more ways than five, but I found five really significant ways that I want to share with you today on The Worship Life. Hi, everybody, and thanks so much for tuning in. I really, really appreciate you taking the time in your day to tune in and to allow me to share with you some of the things that have really helped me out. And this week's podcast, I really looked at it as kind of like a continuation of the Building Your House uh, podcast that I did a couple weeks ago. Really got some great feedback on that podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. You know, I'm a mom. And I'm also a worshiper and I'm also a worship leader and I have a very full life. And, you know, one of the things about the worship life that that I really want people to understand is it's the heartbeat of God for all of life. And sometimes I'll be sharing for worship leaders. Sometimes I'll just be sharing from the scripture. And then other times I really want to take from the things I've learned as a parent And just pour them into you because I know that this time of year is a really significant time for your children and for your families. Uh, Summer's over, all you've had your vacations, and now it's time for your children to venture out into some of you feel like it's the great unknown. And I specifically want to center in on high school, middle school college and children going off on their own because, you know, this is a huge um, territory uh, for kids, yes, but also for parents too. And so I want to help give you some tips on, you know, how to how to prepare yourselves and your children to transition into their adulthood, which really starts in those middle school, high school areas and, um, you know, especially for moms, but I'm talking to moms and dads today because dads are really significant in these areas. And I'm going to share with you, uh, what I believe that significance is. Now I want to throw out a couple of disclaimers right here. One of them is not really a disclaimer, just an explanation. But number one is I'm not a counselor or an expert or a coach of any kind. I'm just a mom, a simple woman, uh, sharing my experiences as a mom, as a grandma, and raising my kids. You know, I have three kids. They're all grown. Uh, I have a daughter who is uh, actually 37 this year. Yes, she's almost 40. But, uh, and I have twin sons that are going to be uh, 34 this year and a grandson who actually 
uh, is 19, about to be 20. Can you believe it? Oh my goodness. And, um, you know, as parents, uh, which I mentioned this when we were talking about building your house, uh, you know, we make a lot of mistakes. Hey, our kids don't come with manuals. Actually, the best manual for raising your kid is the Bible. Let me tell you that. But also, you know, we're growing with our kids. And I'll tell you what, this area that we're going to be talking about today, the middle school, high school, adult years, is one of the places that I really grew as a parent and one of the places that I really made some major mistakes. But thank God, God is gracious. My kids are awesome. You know, they're doing great. They're out on their own. They have lives of their own and families of their own. And one of the things that really helped me is what I'm about to share with you. Now, granted, these things were not learned until after the fact. So I want to take what I've learned and just pour it out to you. The other thing, it's not really a disclaimer, it's just so you'll know, my worldview is a Christian worldview. God the Father, Son, Jesus Christ, and Holy Spirit is the source and center of my life and how I do life. So my perspective is always going to come from that angle. But whatever your faith, I really want you to still take advantage of the insight given here and share it with your friends, those that are Christian and non-Christian alike. You know, this podcast is for everybody, but I just want you to know from the onset that that is is where I'm coming from, uh, my perspective, and it's a place of great power. It's a place of great comfort and strength uh, for me, and hopefully it, it will be that way for you. So, you know, let's get into our subject this week. When our children enter middle high school, college, and the workforce, these seasons can feel very daunting to parents. And especially Christian parents who fear that the world is going to have a negative impact on their children's life and faith. Well, look, one of the reasons for this podcast is to help put your mind at ease in that. And I'm here today to give you some insight on how to navigate those very scary waters without imparting fear in your kids. And parents, especially as moms, were notorious for projecting our own fears onto our children. And this is a huge no-no. And that's one of the other reasons why dads are so important in this season of their children's lives. You know, most of the time, dads are part of their kids' lives when they're little. But moms are changing diapers and moms are really managing the lives of their kids, which moms really do that up until their kids leave home. I think that's why it's so difficult for us moms when our children do venture out on their own that now they're managing their own lives. And it's hard for us to let go as moms. And that's one of the things I want to uh, stress today is that letting go It begins before your kid is 18. (laughs) And I didn't know that at the time. And so when my kids left home, even though, you know, your children, if you think back to when you were a teenager and you were graduating from high school, what was your thinking? Now, some of you, your thinking might have been, I'm staying home and I'm never venturing out. Some of you might have been, oh my gosh, I cannot wait till I'm 18 to get out there. That's where I was. You know, I wanted to venture out there. I wanted to get out on my own. So a lot of times that can feel, especially to moms, like this ripping and tearing of your children away from your own soul. (laughs) And that's because we've become so enmeshed with our children And when they're young, rightfully so, we're 
from from conception, our children are part of us, literally part of and connected to our own bodies. And as they're born and as they begin to grow, we are enmeshed with them. Everything in our life is for them, to protect them, to provide for them. And so when they begin to grow up and get thoughts of their own and belief systems of their own that are might be contrary to who we've taught them to be, can really feel like a very ripping and tearing away of us at, as parents. And what I want to do is give you five things that you can do for yourself and for your kids. These tips are not just for your kids. These are really for yourselves so that you, because you're transitioning into their adulthood with them. Uh, You know, I always say this, and I know I've said this just a second ago, that parents grow up with their children. And so we have to realize that we're not experts. And if you've raised kids for any amount of time, you already know that you're not an expert. <laughs> uh, you might feel like an expert even after the fact, but even now that my children are are grown and even my grandchild is grown, um, I'm, I'm still learning things and I'm still discovering ways that I interact with them that might not be the best ways to interact. And so God is, is continually teaching me how to be a parent at every season of my children's lives. And that's not always easy, but hopefully the tips that I'm going to give you today are really going to help you uh, in that area. So let's go ahead and get started. Number one tip for uh, that you can do for yourself and your kids as they transition into adulthood is to pray for them. Now you might say, hey, I don't pray and I don't believe in God and, and that's okay. But Look, let me tell you something. If you don't believe in God, your kids growing up and leaving the house might make you lean towards God. But the number one tip is to pray for them. And one of the things that really have helped me is that the word of God does not return void. And I want to go to that scripture right now uh, in Isaiah 55. One of the things that God has taught me is that I'm raising my children. I raised them in a Christian household. But one of the scriptures that God gave me when my children transitioned out into their adulthood and into these areas was Isaiah 55. And I want to go to verse 10. It says, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and they do not return there, but water the earth and make it Bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it will prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Number one, praying for them, realizing that every word of God that you have imparted into them in their lives from zero to wherever they are right now. It will speak to them and it will not return void no matter what it looks like. And hey, if your kids are transitioning into middle school, high school, college, and if they're going out into the public school system, whether they're in public school or Christian school, look, people are people and kids are kids and they're going to encounter all kinds of things that might not be very Christian in quotation marks. And one of the things that's really brought me some comfort is to know that every word that I've ever spoken over them 
every word that's ever been spoken over them, every service they've ever been, any encounter that they've had with God, their baptism, their being born again, if they were 10 years old, maybe they haven't made that confession or not. But either way, every word that I've spoke over them, prayed over them, and as I continue to pray over them, will not return void. Amen. That scripture is something that I have held on to for a very long time and understanding in our prayers for them that God is more interested in their success even than we are. I know it seems like that's not possible, but it is possible. And the same grace that has kept me as a kid, the same grace that has come into um, my life to lead me to Christ, to lead me into a place where um, I became to know God and come to become a Christian is the same grace that will operate and function in their lives as well. And I want to give you some scriptures that you can pray over your children that as they're going into these areas that can help to really, really comfort you. And one of those scriptures is Genesis 17, which actually the scripture that I just gave you, Isaiah 55, 10 is Genesis 17, 6 through 8. And this is God talking. He says, I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. And I will also give you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all of the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. You have to understand that God is just as invested in your children as he has been in you. Amen. And here's another scripture also in Isaiah 44. That's really good for praying over your children. And uh, we're going to go to verse three of Isaiah 44. For I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. And I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. They will spring up among the grass like willows by the water courses. One will say, I am the Lord's. Another will call himself by the name of Jacob. Ooh, I love the scripture. Another will write with his hand, the Lord's and name himself by the name of Israel. This scripture alone to begin to pray over your children. Another great scripture is Isaiah 65 verse 22. And it says, they shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree, so shall be the days of my people. My elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth children for trouble. For they shall be descendants of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. Look, these scriptures, even as I'm reading them, they are just really blessing me today. These are things that we can pray that God has promised over our children. These are all great scriptures for praying over our children. This one that I'm about to give you, uh, Jeremiah 31, is specifically for those who maybe your children right now, currently, 
are out into a place where they're not walking after the same faith as you, where they're not walking after the things that you've instilled in them and grown up in them. I don't want you to become afraid in those moments. Look, one of the things that you have to be careful of, and I'm getting ahead of myself here, is not to allow fear, no matter what you see, your children moving into uh, what you see them even um, considering and trying to discover and experiment with different belief systems that they're going to start to develop that might be outside your own. I don't want you to become fearful because guess what? No matter what you see, the word of God will always, always be your um, solid ground to hold on to and the solid ground for your children when they're out there maybe flailing. Um, But this scripture in Jeremiah 31 uh, verse 15, um, is talking about really the, the, uh, prophecy about a voice, uh, was heard in Ramah lamentation and bitter weeping, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted for her children because they are no more. And this was the prophetic word that was given when, uh, Jesus was born and Herod, uh, went about killing all those children. This really was a prophetic word for that time. But the Lord goes on to say in verse 16, thus says the Lord, Refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears for your work shall be rewarded, says the Lord, and they shall come back from the land of the enemy. There is hope in your future, says the Lord, that your children shall come back to their own border. Look, this, if there's one scripture and there's many scriptures you can hang on to when your children are out there. Uh, maybe in a, in a way in life that you're just not in agreement with that is causing fear to come. This one scripture, I've prayed this over even my own children in uh, calling them back to their borders, calling them out of the land of the enemy. And, you know, I can't even begin to imagine some of you what the experiences are that you're uh, walking through with your grown children, adult children, high school children, um, But this one scripture has brought so much comfort and peace to my life. And so, again, going back to our tips, number one, praying for them. Number two, believe in them. Trust what you've instilled in them, whether it's truth from the word of God, whether you've instilled faith in them, whatever values, whatever morals that you have instilled in them, trust those things. Because let me tell you something. God has given each of us, he is the father of all spirits, including your children. And God has given them a conscience. He's given them and that guides them, you know, even throughout all of life as, as well as the word of God, trust what you've instilled in them. Look, nobody's voice other than God speaks louder in a kid's brain than their mom, (laughs) you know, whether that's in a positive or negative way, kids are going to navigate their lives by the words that you've spoke over them. Believe in them. Trust the God in them. If you've got young adult children and children going off to college and they've already given their lives to God and they're, uh, you know, in the word and you're trying to instill faith in them, trust the God in them. Let them know that you believe in them to do the right things. Now, this is a really tough place because moms, I hate to say it, but we we think that we know everything and we think that we know everything that's best for our children. And one of the hardest things to do is to let them go and develop their own confidence, 
develop the things in them that help them and will build confidence in them. Let them know you believe in them to do the right things. Um, And when they do fail, when they do make the wrong decisions, we want to put the ball back in their hands when they fail. You know, one of the biggest things that we do as moms is we manage our kids' lives. That's what we do from birth up until they leave. We've managed when they brush their teeth, when they make their beds, doing the dishes, emptying the trash, getting their homework done, getting them from point A to point B every day, even down to the clothes that they wear. And we are managers of everything that our kids do in their life. And the hardest thing about when our kids grow into middle school, high school, college age is releasing some of those reins on them. Helping them, you know, one of the biggest tasks that we have as parents is to help our children develop their own confidence, develop their their own way of doing things, helping to teach them to manage their own lives. And here's where I really want to interject dads in here, because look, dads, you might not think so when your children are this age. You know, I we know that fathers one of the biggest components of their life is providing for their families. And that's the biggest mantle that they carry. But they also carry the mantle of teaching their kids and admonishing their kids. And moms, here's where we get it wrong. One of the things that uh, I did as a mom that was not a good thing uh, was I really tried to take control over everything that my kids did and even what their dad did in their lives. And that came from just kind of the turmoil that I was raised in. I swore that, uh, you know, my kids were not going to have to deal with what I dealt with. And in doing that, I really stripped them from one of the biggest influences in their life, and that's their dad. You know, moms are protectors. Dads are the ones that throw their kids out in the deep end and say, swim, you know. (laughs) Dads are the ones that take their kids on a canoe down the roaring rapids, and kids and dads are just loving it, and moms are over on the side going, ah, you know. Uh, maybe you're not. Maybe you're in the raft with them and yelling and screaming along with them. And and that's what we want to do. As moms, we want to really pull our hands back from things and and really allow the dads to come in and do what they do best. Dads help instill confidence in their kids. Dads help their kids believe in themselves and, and give them uh, really, com- not just confidence, but competence. You know, one of the greatest things my dad ever did for me, among a lot of things, was really helped me develop a work ethic. You know, we're working, we're, he's putting, uh, you know, the ball in my hands and saying, go, do what you can do. And yeah, you're going to fail. And moms and dads are there to pick your kids up. But what we want to do when our kids fail and when they they do the wrong thing or they make mistakes, we have a tendency to take the ball out of their hands and kind of take over things and make them all right. And really, when our children begin to come into these ages, it is it is very detrimental for us to do that. We have to put the ball back in their hands when they fail and make mistakes and let them know that we believe in them. So believing in them is number two. Number three, celebrate with them. Uh, when When your kids are successful on their own, celebrate it. Don't feel threatened by it. Look, moms and dads, no matter how old your kids get, they're always going to need you. You need to just settle that right now. They're going to need you. Even 
though they're starting, they may start to separate you from, from you a little bit and develop their own belief systems and their own um, ways of thinking. It doesn't mean that they don't need you. But what we have to do with them as they're going into these areas and and um, growing into their adulthood is we need to celebrate them. And when they do something right without us, we don't need to feel threatened by that and think, oh, you know, I've got to put my kid down so that they always depend on me. Don't do that to them. Look, let me tell you, the worst thing that you can do with your kids is compete with them in a way that communicates to them that you're better than them and they're never going to measure up to your expertise. If you want to if you want to kill your kids self-esteem and really set them up for failure, do that to them. One of the biggest things that we do as parents and a lot of times even dads do this, there's nothing wrong with some healthy competition. But when your kids succeed, you want to celebrate them. You want to celebrate that they did good. You want to celebrate them. And yeah, you can have that little edge of, you know, next time I'm going to, I'm going to get you, whether it's a basketball tournament or, you know, whatever it is you're doing with your kids, we want to celebrate them. Our kids will always need us, but we have to teach them to depend on God more than us. And that means applauding them when they succeed without us. This also helps them develop confidence, which is critical to their continued success. You know, I want to insert this in here because this takes us into our next point. Again, number three, celebrate with them. Our next point is don't try to solve all their problems. Us moms are like famous for this. Because we don't want our kids to hurt. We don't want our kids to have any trouble. We don't want them to deal with peer pressure. We don't want them to deal with rejection. We don't want them to deal with any of these things. And there are times to step in. But then there are other times where we have to let them figure some things out for themselves. And this is one way that we can cripple our kids in these seasons of their life. Because think about the times when your kids, if if your kids are grown and gone, maybe when your kids were in high school and they were having issues with another kid or with a teacher or something like that. And moms are like, I'm going to go down to that school and I'm going to do this and that and this and that. And your kid's like, don't do that, mom. You're going to make it worse for me. And yada, yada, yada. This is all, it's all born out of love. We want to help our kids. We want to be there for them. We don't want them to go through any hardships. But look, if there was any one of these things, they're all important, but this one is really critical. And we're going to take a quick break for just a second. And when we come back, we're going to delve into tip number four, which is don't try to solve all their problems. If I had an issue with any of these steps, this was it for me because I never wanted my kids to suffer and have some hardships. But you know what? A lot of times when our kids are faced with challenges, these are the biggest places where they can grow and develop some things. And we're going to talk about those in just a second. The worship life is more than music. It's a way of life that celebrates God in every area. We live our life of faith in every realm. And a lot of times without even realizing it, we put God in a box of music or church services and forget that all of life is sacred to him. The worship life is about navigating our life of faith so that our worship is influencing every sphere where we live, work, and have relationships. I invite you to become a part of the Worship Life family by joining our mailing list. You'll receive my monthly newsletter and other vital resources that support your life of worship that are specifically available to subscribers. 
not to mention a few musical surprises as well. Sign up today at ChrissyHutchings.com. Welcome back to the Worship Live podcast. I'm Chrissy Hutchings at ChrissyHutchings.com. We're talking today about five things that parents can do for themselves and their kids as they transition into adulthood. And I want to just go, go back over the first couple that we've done. Number one is pray for them. Number two is believe in them. Number three is celebrate with them. And we were actually going right into number four, which is don't try to solve all their problems. And I mentioned before the break that this was one area that was a humongous challenge for me and as a mom, because as a mom and as dads too, we don't want our kids to suffer. We don't want them to be overtaken with challenges. A lot of times we look at our own lives and the ways that we've suffered and we think, I really don't want my child to undergo this kind of suffering. But if you look back at those times, aren't those the times that you grew the most? Aren't those the times that you really learned who you were and how to be confident? If I knew this ahead of time, man, would I have done some things differently? And thank God, you know, like I said before, my children are all well-adjusted adults. Uh, You know, they really made some awesome decisions for their own lives. And, you know, there are times when your children will come back. I promise you this, that there will come a day where your children will come back and say, thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. If you hadn't have done this, if you hadn't have done that. I would have never learned those. And sometimes those things are hard to see when our children are actually going through those issues. But I really have some hope for you because you're going to run into some challenges when your children go into these middle school, high school, college ages. And that young adult age when your children are really starting to try their wings as adults. Look, you got to remember back when you were that age. It's, it was rough for you. And a lot of times, like I mentioned in the podcast of building your house, a lot of times we manage our children based on our life experience. Well, guess what? You have like 20 years on your kids. They're not going to know and even understand the concept of what you're trying to give them at, at your age because you have more life experience than they do. And when we look at our children in these phases of their life, we have to remember they are not even processing life like we do because we've already been there. So we have to remember that when we're allowing them this space, but don't try to solve all their problems. We can always be there, but as they age, we become more guides than managers. We become kind of those people that offer guidance to our children, give them advice, but let them decide and be there if they fall, but, but don't condemn them. You know, if we do everything for them, they'll never develop the strength or competence they need to stand on their own. We really do our kids a disservice when we step in and solve all their problems. And this begins, like I said, in these middle school years, high school years, and even sometimes before them. One of the greatest pieces of insight I could give you as a parent is to begin this transition before they're 18. Really begin with some problem solving things. I want to tell you just this really quick story. Um, You know, we don't want our kids to feel pain of any kind. uh, But when life places a demand on them, and they experience some pain, it can be very productive 
to their growth. I remember a situation where one of my sons, after he had moved out of the house and he was living in another city here uh, in our state in North Carolina, and he was rooming with a roommate and he had been there probably about three years doing really well. Well, he calls me and this is my baby, even though they're twins. Um, he was the last born and his brother ne- never lets him forget it. He was a minute older than him, but he was the, the last born and he was the baby. And so I really felt this great need to protect him. And he called one day and he was talking about that he had received an eviction notice. It was really scary to him. And he was talking about coming home and, and you know, my first thought was absolutely come there's a room we'll you know come back home we'll take care of you we'll help you with this and while I was on the phone and my husband was was there with us you know he could hear and get the gist of the conversation he looked at me and and, and he's like absolutely not absolutely not if he does not learn how to solve this problem on his own he's never going to grow and everything in me was like no but I knew in my heart that he was right. And so as we're on the phone with him, I explained to him, Hey, what are some of the things that you can do to solve this problem? Are there any ways that you think that you could solve this problem? Are there any friends that you have? And I explained to him the importance of him finding a solution for himself. I said, now look, you know, we're not going to leave you out on the street, but really what we want you to do is come up with a solution to this. Try and look at all the ways that you could solve this problem and that the friends that you're around can help solve this problem. And then give us a call back and let us know kind of what you've come up with. Now, this is twofold. It lets them know we believe in them. Now, he might not have liked that initially, (laughs) but it lets them know we believe in them. And it keeps us close by in that, hey, we're not going to let you flounder. We're not going to let you live out on the street, but we want you to feel the demand that's being placed on you and help you to solve this problem. And sure enough, not even a week went by and he's calling up saying, hey, I talked with one of my friends. They have this thing. They're going to help us out. Yada, yada, yada. Problem solved. Problem solved without us even coming into the picture other than being a guide and a safety net there. And you know what? This was a huge step for him in um, developing some confidence and competence. And you know, our adult children are always going to need us, but they're going to need us in different ways. And we have to figure out, be prayerful, really look at what are the ways that they could need us. And there are times where you're going to have to step in and really be a strength to them in some of the things for them. And that's part of being there for your children. But there's going to be other things that, hey, if you let them, they could probably work this out on their own. And it's really important to allow that. Uh, And going on to our number five, which really is the bottom line, is trust God with their lives. You know, he's their creator. He's the one. He loves them even more than we do. And he's invested in their lives, just like he's invested in our lives. God gives us children to show us his love. And no matter what path they take, God will get them back on course. Don't fret because he's really good at being God. You know, it's hard when our kids go off on their own to not have control of their lives. And this is why number five is so important, is trusting God 
with their lives. And also don't let fear guide you. You're going to see many things and your children are even going to make decisions that uh, in your estimation are not the best things for them. But one of the things that you have to realize is when your children become adults, we have to let them go and we have to entrust them to the Lord and we have to let them make their own decisions. Your, Your kids cannot be 30 years old and you still trying to tell them what to do. You have to trust them. We have to pray for them. We have to believe in them. We have to celebrate with them and not try to solve all their problems and trust God with their lives. I want to thank you so much. Please let me know in the comments and uh, just you can connect with us over at ChrissyHutchings.com. Let us know how these podcasts are helping your life. And also one of the things that I desire is that God would redeem all the things in my life so I could pour them out an insight to you. And one of the things that God just has me on right now is this parenting thing. You know, whether it's a building your house series or whatever, I don't know. Every Friday when I do this podcast, I sit down and I pray and I seek the Lord about what does he want me to talk about? Uh, And even through the week, you know, what, what do I need to talk about on this podcast? What do I need to share? And so as he speaks to my heart in that, these are the things that I share with you. So let me know how they're impacting your life. And also really want to invite you out um, to Covenant Love Church here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, doing a night of worship on August 17th. That's a Friday night, a night of worship and prayer. And our worship team there will be uh, ministering on that night. Our pastor will be um, really overseeing that event. And and we're going to be worshiping over our city, praying over our city, really releasing the life and the kingdom of God over our city. And you don't want to miss it. We want you to come out, be a part of that. I don't believe there's going to be childcare for that event, but we want children to come out. If you've got children, you want to bring them out, get them into an atmosphere, the kingdom of God and the presence of God. It'd be a great time for you and your family. So we want to invite you out there. If you go to covenantlovechurch.org, you'll find out more information about that. And um, we hope that we'll see you there. Before we go, let's pray over your families. Father, right now, lift up every family that's listening and every child that's going off to middle school, high school, college, or out on their own, uh, in their own career. Father, all these homes that are experiencing these huge transitions, we pray over them right now. And I pray over them and I bless them, first of all. And I speak strength and the outflow of the word of God over them. We pray over these children. Thank you, Lord God, that as they venture out into the next season and this new unknown territory, that you would infuse them with boldness and give them strength. Let not fear have dominion over them, Father, but give them great success. Cause them to succeed in whatever they set their hand to. And I pray for these parents, Father God, as they go out and they release their children into the great unknown. Father, help them to pray, help them to believe in their children and celebrate them and give them wisdom on problem solving and how to trust you as their children go off and give them insight, fill their mouth with wisdom as they're talking to their children, even cause these relationships to become even more intimate and strong and connected as their children go out. Bring joy and celebration during these times. Father God, we ask you for it in Jesus name. And everybody said, amen. Thanks so much for listening to today. Go out and make it a great Friday. And we'll see you next time here on The Worship Live.